And then I was in I was in that uh that after aftermarket uh or after action uh like uh what's it called the uh meeting. Yeah, the meeting because uh, I think we're gonna be allowed to bring a team for the third the fourth one. Yeah, that's what Felix was saying. So we're hoping. I mean, Miles uh, Miles is in. I think Eddie's in. I think we got SWAT in, and then we're trying to get Tim Wells and Nick to be in. But I guess Tim Wells might be getting You're gonna surgery SWAT soon from us. And hey, I hey, asked, hey, so I asked SWAT to play when I so when I saw him come to the Grand Rapids one, I was like, hey, they're like Wes and all of them approved me bringing an Illinois team or like my own team. Like, would you want to play? And he's like, hell yeah. And then he, like, I texted him, like, I was like, hey, you still on? He's like, Felix asked me, like, the day after. So I was like, you're not ditching me this time, you <laughs> son of a bitch. And I was like, come on. It's in Toledo. You guys should have more people. Yeah, to that's true. I, I think we'll be all right. But you want, let's uh, let's kind of yeah. recap the weekend. Um, I don't, Miles, if you want to go technical, and then Devin, I want to hear your two cents on it, too. Or should we? Or should we actually introduce right, Devin first, or people just know him? I feel like people know who <laughs> Devin is. But I feel like it would be kind of important because our listeners <laughs> may right, not I'll know who you Devin is. So, captain. like, yeah. So, Captain Kaiju, sometimes a dick, but he's an <laughs> awesome dude. Uh, this is <laughs> Devin McManus. Go ahead, talk talk yourself up a little bit. Oh uh, yeah, uh, Captain of Chicago Kaiju. I've been playing for. Fucking too many years, <laughs> and uh, I mean, being a dick is part of my personality. I mean, oh yeah, but I'm mostly only a dick to my own team, so <laughs> that's 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 my sweet spot. Yeah, <laughs> my team in line. I will say he uh, he did pull some dad cards on me. Told me I couldn't jump too much, so that way I uh, didn't re-explode my knee. <laughs> didn't blow your knee up. <laughs> your tibia, not your yeah. knee, but basically the same thing. Like where the knee meets the, like yeah. where the two bones meet. But let, let's nice. let's recap this weekend. Um, what are your guys' thoughts on it? How it went, and uh, just overall how the tournament ran. I think compared to last, like, yeah. this is the third one, right? Compared yeah. to the last two, this is probably the better one of the three. Um, I think we got most of the rules skanked out. Um, there wasn't really much confusing. I think part of it was because like one, everyone's been playing this rule set, so they kind of got like the whole like dust off the cobwebs. Mm-hmm. So they turned to playing. They got used to rules. So they were able to play, utilize the rules to the best they could. So I feel like it should overall run better. People were getting to their spots. People were more off. I think people were more willing to ref this term as well. But um, yeah, like I think overall it was just much better than the first two, and it's just I think the next one would be even better because I think there wasn't as many like rules that were like affecting the game. Like I feel like there were certain rules that were just like really just turning off the gameplay or slowing the game down or really making things confusing. So there was a lot of like gray area. So I think teams were like arguing mm-hmm. a whole lot more before, but this time it wasn't yeah. really that much argument aside for like I guess, one <laughs> team, but that's a whole other. You'll issue. never but, guess who. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that was also addressed in the post uh, post tournament meeting. It was really funny, um, but yeah, I thought it was I thought it was definitely run better. Uh, they they've all been run really well. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but uh, this one by far was probably the went the most smooth, and had you know a good like a good feel to it. The only thing that the only complaint I really had was the the inconsistency on how we've been doing it, and like we keep we've kept changing up things as we yep. like partway through the day, like. In tournament, like the first, uh, the first one, there was the whole uh, overtime mm-hmm. debacle, and then last one, it was we're gonna do a a playoff. Oh no, we're not gonna do a playoff, and we ended by three thirty. And then in this one, for um, <laughs> oh, bye miles, for the uh, for where we were at with it. Do you want me to? Nah, wait for him? You just keep talking. He'll jump in. <laughs> And then for this one, it was the big thing was like when we got to the playoffs, we went from playing a best of five in round robin to a best of three double limb. And in, at least in my mind, it should never go from playing more games to play like in a, in a round yeah. to playing less games because that screwed us over. Uh, cra- I was playing on Kraken where we took the first seed um, in, and trying to get like a little break. So that way, like we could warm up, like hopefully warm mm-hmm. up those first two games in like the playoff round and then like by the end of that playoff because like we sat for so long having that bye we then got 
2-0 each time because we had sat so long we were cold mm-hmm. or how everyone else kept playing. So, like, I personally, I've always hated best two out of three in playoffs because it leaves too much to random chance. Any team can go randomly drop two games because of something stupid that happens or a bad call, and then yeah. you can't correct that mistake. So that was my only complaint was that it went – from this to this and that i mean i kind of addressed that when i talked the rest of the yeah i we kind of talked about that last episode miles where we we were discussing you know the the best way to to run like the bracket whether Mm -hmm. it's best of five best of seven where it it gives a more fair determination of who the better team is and doesn't leave it as much to chance yeah, I mean, the only thing I would say, like, the more games you play, like, whether it's best of three, best of two, or best of three, best of five, best of seven, like, the more games you play in that terms, like, as a league organizer, it's a nightmare because, mm-hmm. let's say, a game goes to get game seven, and the next game goes to game seven, that just slows everything down afterwards. So, like, I feel like there's kind of like that, like, kind of like the pros and cons versus, like, okay, yeah, sure, you might have a better team, like, be more definitive in a game of seven, but, like, time-wise especially because we only had two courts so like if you have one in one court <laughs> well, playing one. forever well yeah but say like, tony ripped out the other courts that was, yeah. that was entirely tony's fault <clears throat> tony was like, well that that was not tony's fault that was something else yeah. happened there <laughs> but it's <more laughs> fun to one. blame tony but oh yeah <laughs> true it's always fun to blame tony but i mean but i mean don't get me wrong i'm honestly i'm really not a fan mm. of best of seven Best of seven, like I think, like I said, I think best of five is the sweet spot because you have that time to shake off that rust yep. from mm-hmm. being cold, and then you actually have the more definitive, better team win. Whereas best of seven, it go it can go too long to the point where now everyone's tired and you still might not get the better team. You get the mo- the team with mm-hmm. the best endurance, which I don't know if you consider them the better team overall, like mentally or physically capable. You're just then tiring people out and allowing like sometimes younger people or like, you know, just people who have more explosive yeah. ability. I would ability. say like if the first game so, with the best of seven, I don't think I would apply, but if they went to another game of seven after that, it would definitely apply. So like, yeah, yeah, I would yeah. say that would make sense. Yes. Like, I would say like, if you ever did best of seven, it would have to be like the finals of the best of seven. Yeah. And yeah. especially on the court size we were playing, I do like best of five where you're doing a lot more running. There's a lot more room to move around. Definitely. That, yeah. that five is, you're the sweet spot. Yeah, let's say I know in the one mm-hmm. B situation for Gamecocks, like anytime I was in one B <laughs> anything, I was like, I don't even want to play anymore because <laughs> like running up and then running back, like I didn't realize how much running there was in C or actually I knew I knew there was running in the NCAA, but it didn't really click out until the why. Cause I realized the second you throw, you gotta back up. And I that that part never clicked. Because like open eight point five, like I've always been able to kind of like just throw and then kind of just force people to stay back and not really have to run anywhere. And even if I ran, it's like not that far. Mm-hmm. But exactly. Like so like it's steps. not that big of a deal. But with the whole basketball side score and I'm just like, oh shit, this is hella far and it's like one V three. So really like anytime I throw even like a like random lob, I'm backing up every time. Yeah. And that it makes it so dire. And Miles, this is technically still oh, smaller than actual yeah. NCDA. They they shortened yeah, that court up a little bit. And like real NC, like I've played NCDA style mm-hmm. a few times in my life from like playing at DePaul and whatnot. And that shit what, is yo, I know. tiring. We, we played in a mural college. I mean, granted, it wasn't NCDA, but like it was still like a full basketball court. It was still like just exhausting. Yeah. I'm like, I do not like the size of this court. What's funny is that didn't like didn't click for me until just now when I was on the sideline and I was trying to yell to everybody, like, get back, get back, make them move. That mm-hmm. that was very foreign to a lot of you guys because yeah. playing on the smaller court, you're like, I don't understand. Like, get them up mm-hmm. off the line. But it, if you can't get down to, like, one person, and in the NCDA, it's very common where you make that one person run back and forth as many times as you can to burn balls, it tires them out. Yeah, tires them out. And basically, <laughs> they either want to step out or they just give up and are like, I'm going to try to catch one because I'm not going to do this again. Yeah. Uh, it, <laughs> yeah. It, it wasn't fun. Especially, I think it was like a, one time it was like back to back. And I'm just like, this second round sucks ass. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure a lob yeah. one. And the worst part, I kept getting people out. I'm like, stop getting out. I want to lose. I think it was the cracking game, actually. When it was like, I think the second time it happened, I was just like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. Just get me out. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I think that's also, like, where 
I kind of, it's my, like, if I'm on, it's where I really thrive in the NCDA format. And if I'm not doing too hot, it's where I kill myself because like, you know, me, Miles, I like typically have mm-hmm. no fear on the line. <laughs> and I'm just an idiot. And like, if like I'm up on the line with two balls and I make like, really no one thinks I'm going to throw both balls. And then if I make like their best player rush me after I threw a ball and missed, if I throw that second ball eight out of 10 times, I'm getting him if I'm on and I'm getting away. Whereas like, I mean, Saturday during some points, I was like, I get the out, but then like three more people would throw eight balls. At me. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. What the heck just happened? And I wouldn't be able to get away or, or I'd make a, stu- a poor block. But like, it's, it, it, I mean, it's really fun to go from like playing one style and like being known for that style and playing another style and be like p- people that are more like, they think I'm going to play their style more see me play my own style and they're like yeah i'm not used to this I, yeah, but i think a lot of like the newbies especially on, like the what's it, the dynasty team like they brought out like a lot of like ncda players like they didn't yeah. like any of the throws i threw at them because they just like what is this like this is, <laughs> this is this is nuts like we don't like this guy stay away from us so i got a lot of those comments from mm-hmm. like, all the newbies that were out there for the day which is kind of nice like, i haven't gotten that in a while because everyone in the north knows all the wacky shit i do so i don't get complimented anymore you guys don't mm-hmm. Oh, I definitely told all of Kraken about if your foot is not facing us when you wind up and you take your toe is facing sideways, it's always going to be a pump fake reverse throw. Oh, you got toes, bud. I did not know <laughs> this. Hold up. I need you, you definitely, definitely <laughs> you telegraph that. that. So when you step in, when you step in to do your switch, you step and put your foot sideways so you can plant. I mean, and it makes sense. Your body. I guess yeah, never that, once that makes thought about it. I need to fix that shit now. Yeah, so I was like, guys, if you if if Miles is going to throw and you see him throwing forward, if that foot goes sideways, it's going cross. <laughs> and they were like, oh no. I mean, yeah, I think Kraken had like the best reaction time to all those damn throws. So that would that checks out. So mm-hmm. damn, I need to fix that. I don't <laughs> I don't want that anymore. That'll still be hard to transition. Hey. Yeah, but see, that's not a throw you can I mean you're so used to it and it gives you the best power and most yeah. accuracy. So like you're still going to catch yeah. people off guard until they catch on to it. And even still, people aren't going to be yeah. like, where's Miles' foot? Like, I'm the only person that's like, it's not a bitch come across. Because I've played yeah. you for but so like, long. It's, it's not a throw that can, like, change up. Because I know every time I try to tweak it, because I'll try to, like, adjust it every once in a while. And it's like, there's so very little room for error for that throw. Like, if I hold on to the ball slightly too long, it's going way off the court. Like, there's no way it's going. <laughs> You're hitting yeah, your teammate. No, let's see. There's they're actually... Swinging it backwards. Yeah, no, there's a there's a TikTok where I just murdered some guy on the sideline. I felt so bad. We got him like <laughs> score in the face, and it went viral. Like I think it's like over a million views of that TikTok. And I'm just like, I I didn't even know I hit a guy on the side of the court. Like I knew like by hell. I mean, in fairness, that was a no sting. So like that has even smaller room for error because yeah. it's so damn light. But like 8.5, like the window's a little bit bigger, but it's still like a relatively small window when I can release it and when I can't because. If I release it too early, there's no speed. Yeah. If I release it too late, it hooks way right. So it's just like I can't change much to it. But <laughs> enough about that damn throw. Yeah. Yeah, Devin, I'm really interested to hear about this captain's meeting afterwards. Uh, I know we had we had a little thread going in our mm-hmm. Gamecocks chat that Felix asked what everybody thought about the rule set. And mm-hmm. I, we really mm-hmm. – I, I told him myself, I said, I didn't really notice – and I think that's a good thing. So like, there wasn't a lot of, yeah. wait, I thought this was the rule here. I thought this was the rule here. It was very, yeah. very clear. And people understood what was happening. There was a couple of times where it was like, it would hit off one person and hit somebody else. And that was like, nope, just, just the first yeah. guy, second guy's clean. Yeah. Yeah, like some of the people that are just, yeah. this is our first version of it. Yeah, they were, they were kind of getting like, or they block into themselves. And you're like, homeboy. Oh yeah, that was also your leg. <laughs> yeah, like, what, what? so I want to hear what you guys discussed afterwards, um, like because I mean, obviously, we're always trying to make things better and um, improve yeah. on things. So I want to hear what you guys talked about. Yeah, so I mean, I I didn't sign an NDA, so if they want to yell at me about <laughs> this, fuck off. But <laughs> um, so mostly it was bo- it was kind of about like because I we we were getting a lot of conflicting views on what the burden uh-huh. count was supposed to be. Um, because, or both shot clock, mostly it was in pinch, uh, mostly, um, that like, cause I was told throughout the first two tournaments that if you have two balls and they throw a third one at you and it's off the court, you don't start that count until you mm-hmm. get that third one on the court or in, at least, until you have at least three on your side of the court. Whereas like 
Dylan, and then in the championship, Dylan was telling me to start the count no matter what. And I'm like, I'm not going to start a count for a ball that's all the way on the other side of right. the curtain. Like that, like you should, I mean, personally, in my opinion, I, I've had this argument through many play styles, many, many formats. You should never be punished for being on, de- for being low mm. on balls or on defense. So personally, my whole thing is if you're lower on balls, there should be a <laughs> shot clock for you. But that's different than like, I mean, in this style, it kind of like with this big of a court, it can kind of like lead to stalling and all that. And I understand that. Um, whereas like in the elite style, you're on a smaller court and you're like, it, it's less of an issue because there's like, you're closer together. It's not mm-hmm. going to be that much of a problem. Um, but so, uh, like I was like, I'm not like, I'm not going to screw them into throwing what, like they're going to get that ball with literally half a second to throw. And they're going to have to throw one and then still be back down to two rather than actually get a potential cohesive throw on it. So I think we kind of discussed, like we were discussing that on how, like maybe if a ball goes, you know, way out like of play, like to like, you know, on a different court or whatnot, stopping both teams shot clocks and basically waiting for those like that ball to come back and then resuming the shot clock at the same number for everybody. Cause at that point, technically it should be, um, an even count, so it should both be zeros. So that was one of the things, and then mostly just like the format on how, like how I said earlier, how we went from five games to three games. I was saying that we like we. I was like we should never do that. I was like I'd rather play three games in round robin and then play five games right. in playoffs. So I think we kind of discussed doing that, and then still doing a double elimination, but the losers bracket I would like be that. best of three all the way into the championship. And then if the championship, the first round of the championship game, since the winner's bracket still hasn't lost one, it'd be best of five for the first one. And if it went to the second set, that would be best of three. Cause it would kind of make it more even that like each team had gotten a best of five and a best of three. Yeah. So that, that keeps it. The game counts kind of, uh, kind of similar. Cause usually, you know, through the losers brackets, you got to play an extra game or two than the winner's bracket. Yeah. So being a best of three, keeps game counts the same, then your arms are near the same strength. And it moves that, it moves that like that, like transition period where like you're, you're playing like, okay, well, you know, we're all the way up through here in the winner's bracket. Let's start doing these loser bracket games more. You're making those faster. So that way you're getting, yeah, I I think we sat three games when we were waiting for the, uh, the finals in the winner's bracket. That, That was rough. It was a little bit rough, but they had yeah. to, I had to play with Sophia the and, like, just to stay yeah. the time. and that actually burned me out a little bit. I was like, "Holy shit, that's a lot." She doesn't stop. Yeah, <laughs> and then for us, for us, like we played, we we were we were the one seed, so like we we finished our our matches earlier. Then there were two more best of fives, and then a whole best of three before we even got on the court to play our first mm-hmm. match in the playoffs. So we were all just stiffer than hell. So we like we played very poorly. So it like we played we didn't play very poorly. We just didn't play up yeah. to like our normal stuff. And then through like through like partway through the second game, we started really turning it on. And then like we ended up like just losing on like like my like I literally went to throw and my side cramped and I was like okay. <laughs> and then in our next match, like we just had like some random things happen that you know when we kept throwing at Dylan Greer and he kept. Like literally, we were throwing at his pocket, and we're like, "I was like, guys, I've said throw two balls at that guy <laughs> the entire time, so I couldn't couldn't do anything there." But yeah, like it, like it was that was most of it. It was mostly like burden count stuff, playoff stuff, and then I think um, also they're gonna start doing like I think they want to like raise the um, team admission like ten dollars mm-hmm. a team or something like that, and then they're gonna try and get like little like first place medals or something like that for like the winners and whatnot. Cause I've heard there's some teams or some players that are not happy with just playing the game for the love of the game and trying to win for the competitive spirit. So they like, they, they need validation is what you're saying. Yeah. They need need a pat on the ass and (laughs) congratulate. I said, I'd bring my old Nata trophies. (laughs) <laughs> and just start get, handing those out if they really <laughs> needed something, but no one went for that. Right. <laughs> Listen, you won the tournament. Just be happy with it. We're playing dodgeball. Right. 
be on your way. We're, we're playing dodgeball in a time where, like, we're lucky to be yeah. playing dodgeball, yeah. especially. Like, <laughs> for all intents and purposes, these places could be like, you know what? We don't want this big of a gathering in our in our facility. Yeah. And, like, or, like, if they were deciding that, like, everyone had to be masked up no matter what, like, how many people would drop out for that? Like, as far as I know, like, me and Miles, the only people that play on the regular through a like an open gym or league that requires masks. The entire that sounds time. horrible. I was talking to it's Marshall. actually not as bad as you think it it's, is. Like you get used to it pretty quick. Really? You get, you get I used was talking to, it. to Marshall yeah. about it, about mm-hmm. being out in LA and uh, how they've just started moving inside for their yeah. tournaments and it is all masked mm-hmm. and yeah, man, it's all about having the right masks and like, on smaller courts, it's not yeah. that bad because you're not moving very much. Like That's the bigger true. NCAA courts, like if the NCAA, yeah, the NCAA like you're a running more. a whole lot more, you get that would suck a bit, especially if you're by yourself. Like that would really kill you. But like most of the mm-hmm. time, like we're playing like let's say like an uh, elite size court, like you're not Maybe even a little, a little bit, bit yeah, a little bit. But like I would say like the hybrid court for like eight point five, that would be fine. Like you'd be fine playing yeah. that. Like sure, you run a little bit more, oh, yeah, it's a little bit open. bigger, a little bit wider, like. You'd be fine just going back and forth, but unless you get unless you get into those like one v one situations where you're moving a lot, like that's the only time it would kind of really suck. Mm-hmm. But even that, it's, it's still yeah. Mitigated. But it sucks either way if you're one v however exactly. many on whatever thing, like, court. <laughs> you're always like yeah, <laughs> clutching your heart. Exactly. Let's say <laughs> maybe not you, Miles, because you're still like yeah, twenty five, six. But yes, and like um, run and stuff. <laughs> If it makes you feel better, my legs were Have dead after job. doing all the rushing. But yeah, before um, before you hopped on, we did talk about how how sore we were. How where did you feel it most? Yeah, actually, I wasn't as sore as I thought I'd be. Like it was. I mean, it was weird. My left arm actually hurt more than my right arm, and I was like, I don't throw my left arm, so I don't know what made any sense about that. But like in terms of like overall soreness, like it wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. Honestly, the most sore spot I had. Was where I collided with that one guy on, I think, Final Justice. Yeah. Oh, Dennis yeah. on Final Justice when you freaking punched him in the face <laughs> with a ball. Uh, but yeah, that's the only. Oh, we all yeah, stuck up that. That was really the only thing that kind of hurt because, like, his, I think his shin hit my, um, or his knee hit my shin. So, like, I had a dead leg after that game because, like, my leg just wouldn't move. So, I'm, I, have, I think I have, like, a bruise there, but it's not really a bruise. It's like a sore spot. Um, but yeah, aside from that, like that's really like the only soreness I had the entire tournament. So, which is kind of nice because I was expecting yeah. to die after driving five hours. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, that was another thing we talked about in the meeting was because of your famous punch <laughs> yeah. to Dennis's mouth. Um, we discussed, you know, how you know there's elite where you have that, or well, USA now, uh, you have the neutral zone, you have like the, the like, yeah. little hash marks that like don't really they inside yeah. they show the middle. But that's just where mm-hmm. the balls go. We're talking about doing that, but behind the neutral zone lines. So like a dotted line, like kind of at like the top of the three. Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. The balls are going to get placed there. So they're going to pl- get placed closer okay. to each team. So that way there can still be action right off the break. It's not as close. But there's less of a chance of you <laughs> punching someone. In the yeah, baseball. Felix did say something about that. They were looking like three feet or so back. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, and I mean, I I completely agree with that I'm I've never like I I've never like I'm fine with you know balls live right away, but I've never been okay with like you know everyone has to be like right yeah. up on the ball like because I, I mean mostly because I've hurt myself doing it because at uh, miles before your time at Roselle we used to rush for every ball in the center which caused yeah. issues and then someone got the brilliant idea that we're like hey for this game we're gonna pile all the balls in the center and just like it's gonna be an explosion of balls when people are center and rather than like be smart and just kind of like kind of stop at the line and try and slap all the balls. I had a guy literally dive over the center line at me and I was in full stride and I kicked him in the back full force and still stepped and I broke my toe. But everyone was telling me I didn't break it because they're like, you'd be in a lot more pain. I'm like, I was, and then I was like, I've been playing dodgeball for two hours right now. You don't think I have enough <laughs> adrenaline running through me that, that I pretty don't numb. feel this? <laughs> and yeah, and then like I, I, I realized it more later because like I went to like walk on it the next day, and like I went to like put pressure on it, and I felt it just like shift. I was like, yeah, that's fucked up. So I wrapped it in a whole lot of ace bandage and <laughs> played more dodgeball. 
and now I have a bone spur. <laughs> we used to have that rush as well in NCDA, and that was my—I think it was my mm-hmm. freshman year when we won nationals. And uh, I remember mm-hmm. we were playing Saginaw Valley, and they had this kid on the team. I, you know, I can not gonna remember his name. It was Jason something? I don't know. He was like their their big catcher, mm-hmm. and uh, he was. Yeah. He wasn't playing well, but he was getting a couple catches here and there and doing like this was when doing the Tebow was big, so that kind of dates me. But Oh god. Oh, yeah. So oh, I know. He was like Tebowing <laughs> after catches and stuff. So he was going for the rush and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna line up against this guy and I'm gonna lay him out. And I I threw my hips, my shoulders into him at that center line and he went down and was done for the day. He's he was just like, I don't want to play dodgeball anymore. You guys suck. And like, yeah, whatever. You're going to talk trash when you're up, but you can't take it now. And then they switched that rule the next the next year. Yeah, because you're full. Well, I think Kat was also part of the reason that rule got changed because I think she, during her, her tenure playing dodgeball at one of the tournaments, I think it was, I can't remember if it was Michigan or Western Kentucky. She, ru- she rushed the line and the guy grabbed the ball and turned with his shoulder, I think, and like cocked her in the face. And she ended up like having to go to the hospital and like had like her jaw messed up and her eye what messed up. It was this is before I met her. Uh let me she's upstairs, <laughs> but I'm gonna text her. Because <laughs> I think she's doing homework and I'm not gonna buy, like go up there. When did and she start in, in the NCDA? Do you know? She was <clears throat> she's like two years older than me, so she started probably oh, oh okay. seven was her freshman year of college, and if she started then, so no later than okay. 08, so yeah, that um, we won in two thousand eleven. So, and I believe it changed in two thousand twelve, or maybe that that next season. So two thousand eleven, two thousand twelve season. Interesting. Just asked her what year and what team was to tackle her face. <laughs> yeah, and then they switched it to the the three four three, because that was when it was. Yeah, and I, I mean it might have still been in the three four three era because she might have gone for the center, but I I don't think she would have ran. That was the center. back when it was fifteen on but, fifteen, not this twelve on twelve in the NCDA. Yeah. Oh yeah, she was definitely fifteen. It was definitely when it was. It's yeah. Twelve v twelve now. I no, it, 15, it switched 15. to twelve on twelve probably. Well, I guess my my timeline's skewed because of COVID, but like three years ago, I think. Like 20, 2018. I know it happened after I, I I know it happened after I graduated. I think it was like a year or two after I graduated, which should have been like 2018, 2019, depending on the. Yeah, I, I think it was around there, 2018 time. Actually, no, I think it was before that. It was Nebraska. No, I think it was before that. I think it was still when I was in college, they'd be switched to um, 12 because I know Tim Wells was trying to get a team. Um, an RIT for like a while and it was 15 at 15 years, like there's no way. And then I think it was like my senior year of college when they switched it to 12 v 12 and they were trying to get people to go out. What was your senior year? 2017. Yeah, it could have been. I, oh, yeah. I think it was around then. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, Kat just texted me back. It was uh, Nebraska's dodgeball team in 2011. So it was yeah. your freshman year, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> so it was at, was it at nationals at WKU? Uh, it it's, might have been. It's just it? vaguely familiar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but if we can avoid that, especially getting into you know a lot of a lot of the oh, January twenty twelve. Oh, January twenty twelve. Yeah, probably. I, I think. I mean, that was when uh, at the year after Central was just decimated. We were down to like twelve people scraping by at tournaments. <laughs> <laughs> But I mean that should have been like around the same year because what what was nationals? Because if your first year was 2011, like wouldn't 2012 be the the end of the year for you? This wasn't nationals. Well, or was I it nationals said, well uh, technically I started in 2010 and then nationals was in in 2011. Okay. Yes. So that would have been the following okay. nationals, which uh, I believe was in Kentucky. Uh, yeah, because that's when they shattered the glass of the door. In I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, as long as we can avoid things like that, I, I think that the start. I like yeah. how I do like how Premier does it, 
but I do like that there is some kind of element of danger in this hybrid that we we've been running. That yeah. allows allow it does allow for some athleticism to be showcased, and I you know, in that we are more of a uh, athletic based podcast. That that's always something I tend to lean towards. That anytime you can showcase a little bit more yeah. athleticism, um, I, it's encouraged for me. So I don't know uh, if there's a a safer way to implement it while also allowing for that. Yeah. For action pretty quickly. Yeah. But I mean, that also can kind of go both ways with how premier and like how like the, the open division runs it for, for this, uh, this tournament, like that toss back, like if you get like that toss back mm-hmm. element of, it, if you can mm-hmm. beat someone to the line and you got that ball, like if someone can play like me and uh, Nolan was doing it. Cause Nolan's just a <laughs> fast little bastard. He, he would toss me back a ball and I would grab a ball and I just blow someone up. I like, I'd catch it and uh-huh. blow yeah. someone up right away or at least attempt to like, if you can, like that kind of shows that athleticism or like sometimes like the taller players or the faster players can do it even where, even if you have the, like don't even have ball advantage. Like I'm tall enough where I can keep one foot behind that, that attack line, grab a ball, step back real quick and then step forward and start throwing before I even having to back up. And people are like, <laughs> what was that? Those long legs. So it's, I mean, yeah, it's just, I think it's just a different way of, like it, it's just a different way of implementing it where you're not like <clears throat> running mm-hmm. at each other right away or not like, like you you can still get blindsided, but you have like, you know, you have an extra little bit of time before you're yeah. going to get blindsided. <laughs> so you should be able to prepare yourself rather than like, I'm gonna run for this ball. And then there's all of a sudden another <laughs> ball in your face. See, I, I think that when now I'm, <clears throat> I don't really have an opinion here, but when when you have the whole kind of court at your disposal to rush instead of just kind of the the one half you know what are your thoughts on right that? Side, yeah um i mean like i said it has its it has its benefits especially i mean i do like the fact that you do have that like mm-hmm. that breaking point like you have the ability to like you you have an advantage no matter what even though it's still like you have the whole court but you have an advantage on one set of balls so I do like that because it kind of still gives you that like you're still like you're not like, you know, you're not against a team that has like eight guys that are just faster than all of you. And you're losing every ball every time and yeah. they're at an immediate disadvantage. So I guess that's more like that. Like it's just a different way of doing it. Whereas and then you I mean, still either way, like in either set, like if you check all your balls before, like behind that line and you can still get those other balls from those players, mm-hmm. it's that's allowed. You have you're allowed to you just have to grab yeah. yours first. I so, I think that that's kind of a an underutilized time in the game, and yeah, I'll, I'll mm-hmm. try to break this down as best I can. I think that when when people line up for and this is premier like open style, just to be clear, um, yeah, people line up in the positions they're going to be playing like the whole game. So you have left corners that are just leaving themselves out to dry in the left corner on the start instead of putting guys that are more middles or people that are more apt to catch in that corner and kind of keeping your guys from that play left corner behind guys that are going to get balls. Does that make sense? Um, yeah, I mean, and that's, that, I mean, that's kind of how, like, that's how a lot of structured teams do it. But I mean, then you. Ha- I mean, we typically do. I mean, this is, but this is kaiju, and we Give are me your secrets. Fucking dark horses sometimes. <laughs> so, like, it just depends on who's taking that toss back, yeah. who's feeling hot, who's getting that shot. Because, like, like I play, I play right corner ninety percent of the time when I like when I'm on kaiju and Miles is left corner. But we will change it up and be like, hey, Miles is taking the toss back, Devin's taking the toss back, Eddie's taking the toss back. Uh, and then we'll slot, but like, we are really like, I mean, it just depends on how you transition, how you tell your team slide transition into your positions. Like after mm-hmm. that opening yeah. rush, like that happens. So like, this is, I mean, but we, but this is Kaiju's playstyle. It's, it's different from many organized playstyles where a lot of people have their solo throws from the middle. Like we try and do it from all over the place. We don't like, we want to keep you guessing, which is why, like I talk to people that like have so much trouble, like, 
there's a team on the West Coast that has so much trouble beating Notorious, and like they always get into it with them. Like, and it's always that they're like the only reason they're so frustrated is because Notorious is, albeit kind of like they can be kind of rough around the edges. They're extremely mm-hmm. talented, but they're extremely talented at reading an organize like reading that organization where they think only the middle's throwing. So you got to change it up. You got to throw from your corners. You got to throw from everywhere. You got a team throw when you, you might give yourself like more of a disadvantage when you do it, but you got to be willing to make those plays right. to win a game. And like, it's it like, and, and I mean, we've had fairly good success with it. Do we sometimes tend <laughs> to shoot ourselves in the foot? Oh yeah. Yes. But sometimes you have to go for big plays to make plays. So, like, I'd rather, like, be the team that may have lost to Doom or, to, well, now now Heat or to uh, Crisis, but took two or three games off, off of them by playing our game than be the team that played the same style game as them but then and lost, mm-hmm. you know, or, like, tried to play, like, not your style of play and lost doing that. Like, because if you if you try and play outside your comfort zone, it's just going to go horribly awry. All the yeah, time. and that's that's the big thing I was saying. And Miles, you can attest to this. And every time we'd come back from playing, it was like we cannot let them set the tempo. We have to play our tempo. If we allow them to set it, we are done. And you know, them just like anybody else. If you get them off their tempo, they're uncomfortable and they don't like it. Them, I. I they're probably a little bit easier to shake than a lot of other teams. They, uh, they, they got a, they got a little bit of a temper on them. Um, and it tends to come out, but <laughs> it's, uh, it's just like playing anybody else, man. You, you get them to get uncomfortable and overthink things and they fall just as hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think, um, coming up with, with Toledo? What is, what's the date on that? The The 20th? What do you guys think some of the what do you guys think some of the changes should be and how is that gonna make the tournament run better? Um personally I think we should do pinch before open. This is just I, I brought it up to everyone. I don't know whether they'll take that to heart. Um I think you play like you're playing the one that you have to like the, the larger court, the more energy consuming one first. And like play that play, and then play like the best of three into the best of five tournament, and then go into open and maybe try and get because mm-hmm. opens on a smaller court, less physically taxing, um, and like you get to like maybe if we have time, get also a turn like a playoff tournament style mm-hmm. thing out of that as well. Uh, that's that's what I hope we can do, uh, because I think that would like personally like I know a lot of like the kaiju guys that don't want to play pinch. Their big issue is that pinch mm-hmm. is always second. And that way we're already beat from playing open and like, we just want to <laughs> sleep. <laughs> so like, that's, that that's one of my things. And then also like, I do think, like I said, the best of three into the best of five rather than the best of five into whatever the hell right. we have time for <laughs> after that is a good thing. So th- those are, those are the two big changes that I hope to see. Um, um, so for you? me, I mean, I agree with everything Devin said, um, especially with the whole like pinch being first, because for me, like I'm not from the NCDA. I don't have like the best grip straight in the world. Like it's it's pretty decent, but like the endurance, because I never played like NCDA style for years, it dies quickly. So I know like I'll be alternating between mm-hmm. pinch and open grip throughout <clears> the ter- pinch tournament, just trying to prolong the inevitable of my grip dying until the very end. <laughs> but if we start with pinch, like I'm confident in my open grip that it'll last all day no matter how long i've been playing but once pinch goes it's just gone mm-hmm. so like there's nothing i can do to get that back yeah. especially if the balls are kind of broken in like there's only so long i could uh pinch that ball but if you start with it i got fresh energy and then when it eventually dies i can switch to open and whenever we play open the grip's more or less the same so i should be fine once that open bracket comes up uh but the main rule like i had an issue with was the false starting um there's a couple teams that would end up <laughs> false starting toward the end uh, like I know, yeah. I know, I popped in. Like, I think I, I popped in the past comedian at one point. And we were talking about that, about like if you could start yeah. your movement before you mm-hmm. actually go, versus like 
I think that actually is going to take effect where, like, I think the NCDA actually has the rule where you have to start from a standing position. Like, you can't, like, start running. And if I think if you start move, I, if I if I heard it correctly, yep. if you start moving prior to that whistle mm-hmm. being blown, no matter what, even if you don't step on the court, yeah. it's going to huh. be a And that start. was the big thing. I was like, um, I know, like, I'm faster than most people, especially in the north. I'm definitely faster than most people. But there are still people beating me mm-hmm. by, like, two or three steps to the wall. And I'm just like, how? Like, I know there's a couple people that aren't bad at me. I'm not saying I'm the fastest one, but I know, like, based on, like, certain teams, there are certain people that I know that should never beat me in the line. Or, like, at least at the very minimum, should be able to, like, match me to the ball, but it shouldn't be beating me by, like, two or three steps. So, like, I think that was a big thing for, like, certain yeah. games of certain teams. And I was just like, all right, like, I'm not going to say anything, but, like, I'm sure, unless part of the reason I can start unloading on people, I'm just like, if you're going to beat me with the ball, I'm sure not, I'm sure not going to let go. Like, if I'm going to get out, I'm going to make sure you get out, too. <laughs> Just because there's yeah. no way that like that's gonna happen every time, so yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the problems with like false start is though, especially on that big of a court, like no matter who's watching, unless you one have one person specifically like, looking at it, four yeah. refs, like you have the two center refs and you have two like four more refs, like one mm-hmm. watching this side of this court and one watching that side of this side and one watching there and there. Like you're not like there's always gonna be someone out of your vision because I was told by multiple people to watch it. And I watched the one side that I thought was the problem initially. And then the next rush, someone came out of my view, got Felix out, and Felix yelled, please watch the false starts. And I was like, I that was yeah. out of my peripheral. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, yeah. I can't catch up. Like, I would say, like, I think the biggest... But that also comes with, like, people stepping the F back off the line so I can see. Yeah. I would court. say, like, the biggest thing was, like, a lot of the refs didn't have a whistle. And I think that played a big role in the false start because, like... What happens is if you don't have a whistle, people are anticipating the voice because some people either start the second like they hear that hear the like the second guh. like the second they hear they hear that like in first syllable they're just going or some yeah. people wait till the word finishes and then they go. So it's like that discrepancy makes a huge difference, especially on a court that size. Like you, you, there's like very little room for error. So you have a whistle. I think that would cut down on some of it. Because you really can't anticipate a whistle. You can kind of anticipate. You you have to start exactly. on that You whistle, can anticipate, yeah. like, someone's voice and, like, when they're going to say, like, one, two, three, go. Well, you can anticipate that versus, like, one, two, then they got to put their mouth it's very on clear. the Exactly. Yeah. So I think that would help. But also, like, there, there's that gray area sometimes where it's, like, if someone goes, but they don't actually technically step out, like, if their body's yep. moving forward, but they mm-hmm. haven't taken a step yet, is that considered a false start? So, like, I think that whole standing from standing from – or starting from standing straight still like still is not straight up but standing still is big because i can then if i see someone start leaning in before my whistle goes i can do like a like a two blow and push it back and like i i don't know what the penalty is in that style for a false start other than restart or i don't know if there's like a you know you have a you know however long penalty or that person Mm -hmm. can't rush like Like i know i know for like track and field like you make any type of movement before the, the gun goes off like you're full start and you're out of the race now grant that's like a very severe penalty but like you could do the same thing for dodgeball like if you just dq if you if you make that movement you're uh, done let's say like i know i think premier elite like they have like you either get one restart and then if you do it again you have to switch the person out if you do it again i think you have one less person rush or something like that yeah i think it's i think it's do it once the same person can't rush do it twice I think you have to. I thought like, it was you. Re- I think it was reset to, like, the first time, and then the second time you can't let that person rush. Third time, I think it's either you rearrange everybody or they, you just like start one less ball. Yeah, that might be it. Weird. And then it goes down by yeah. a ball each time mm-hmm. if it happens more. See, in the NCDA, yeah. it was like you were saying it. It was as long as you didn't have a point of contact in play yep. when they said go. So you could technically. And I've I've seen it. People run from the back wall and jump until it was go. And That's then bullshit, that would have yeah. that rules so bad. <laughs> and, I think it changed yeah. recently though, it, from what it, I heard. Very, it could have, so. but there's I think the uh the penalty was a little bit more strict in the NCDA, whereas I I don't I think you got one warning and then your captain had to sit out. And like okay. what started like basically like oh. it was a red card. So you had to sit the point. Well, I guess that'd be a yellow card. You have to sit the point, and yeah, uh, I think they could get caught back in, but it, it was a little bit more of a uh, a hard line on like we don't we don't play with this, so don't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Which I mean, I find it funny if teams keep trying to do that, like in like Premier League, is like if like I'm I'm ninety percent sure you lose a ball for every time you do you do it. So if you lose all six balls, you basically just have to stand there and be like, "Yeah, yeah." Well, <laughs> like, like it looks like we're getting is firing squad. Does that go so, through the whole tournament or through that series? Just that, just oh, that really? point, I believe. Yeah, just that point, and then it's like, <laughs> did you learn your lesson? <laughs> so. But if you if you fall start five times, like yeah. you kind of deserve yeah. it to just get pelted for a t- for a turn. It's why we don't have so. enough tracking where you could uh, follow a team with those marks throughout the tournament because yeah, this is where we need statisticians yeah. in the sport. It'd be great if we had that for like every tournament for every team for every like point having that spreadsheet. It's a shame we can't have like a uh, quartz with like wiring on it. And if you fall start, like if the the electric fence doesn't turn off till the whistle blows, and you fall start, you just get shot. Wear collars. Everyone has to. Everyone has to put this wristband on. Be entertaining. I want to see that happen. We all have shot collars, or just like a, a shot collar on a leg, so one leg goes numb and it just goes down. How many down. people you get pissed at your teammate? You just push him into the fence. <laughs> oh, I oh, would yeah. totally do it. Of course, I'd be the first one to have it done to oh, yeah. me on my team. One hundred percent. But then I would totally hip check Miles or Brian or Eddie right <laughs> in. That's your good, huh? Take that. <laughs> <laughs> you thought you were funny, huh? <laughs> oh my god. Do we? Uh, do we have? Or I don't know if you guys even know this, but do we know where the venue is for Toledo coming up? As far as I know, we have no idea. I don't know who lives in Toledo, so like they're pro- like whoever is lives closest to Toledo is probably the one that they're going to be like, <laughs> hey. Uh, so, <laughs> how about you start uh, finding yeah, us a venue? I always find it funny. Like I think we had, I think it was me and Devin that had this conversation before, like about why they're putting tournaments in Ohio when it's like so far out of the way for like most of the teams, like the only team that really benefits is like Gamecocks and like any of the Ohio legacy, like minus me besides, besides minus you, yeah, as a you're team, up, you're up as near Toledo. As a team, like yeah. it benefits the Gamecocks and like some of the Ohio legacy players that have been coming out for free agents. But like every other team's like, yeah. okay, you got mostly everybody that's coming from Michigan. So that's really far from Ohio. Mm. And then like, yeah, me and Devin, they're coming from Chicago. So it's like, granted, Toledo is only like four hours, four and a half hours, I think. So it's not much further. It's like a drive to Lansing. Yeah. So it's not, it's not that much farther than <laughs> yeah. usual in Michigan. But like uh, driving to Cincinnati was five and a half hours. And the getting there for me was actually seven hours because fuck car accidents and traffic. But like, yikes. And that's yeah, why I flew. You. Whatever. You, you flew. Whatever. <laughs> Next time, join me on a plane, bro. I to but, uh, but yeah, like I was always wondering, like, why they moving further and further away from like where all most like teams are central. Like, if you centralized it, like one probably more teams would be able to come out. Like, I know probably the corruption guys probably want to come. Like, I don't know if they even know for having these tournaments because I know they. <laughs> if it, I know they initially was like we were keeping this tournament somewhat private, and since we've had the same like five or six teams, I don't know if the other teams know we're having these tournaments or if they're even kept in the loop. I, I heard Wes got some pushback from some other Chicago players. I don't know who he yeah. didn't really tell me who, um, but he said he got pushback, some pushback as, about it. I don't know. As if far as like, force, like or, why okay. weren't we invited okay. or like, kind of like, cause like, I mean, I, I, I gave him shit like just like in passing, like, or like I gave everyone shows like, yo, why wasn't Kaiju invited, bro? And everyone's like, because Kaiju doesn't want to play pinch. I was like, me and Miles will play pinch all day. I, mean, like, I, would say, I can find I would the say, like, for Chicago teams, like, most Chicago teams don't play pinch. Like, Corruption really the only, like, pinch team Chicago, and I think they might be getting done with it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I might be wrong. Like, if I'm wrong, they'll call me out on it. But, like, I feel like they're kind of, like, getting to the point where they're mm-hmm. kind of tired of pinch, too. But, like, Chicago doesn't play pinch. We barely play 8.5 at all except for like when elite rounds are out but like aside from like playing it regularly like, yeah. we don't play 8.5 we only play no sting and 8.5 is like riding a bike exactly. I can throw that but, shit like we don't like <laughs> partake in it outside of like tournaments so like it's kind of hard to get them to play yeah. pink when we don't even play 8.5 so like it's kind of like i can see the argument like hey yeah. most of the teams don't really play pinks or they're not really super competitive in pink so like i can see their point but it's just like the more teams, the better. Like, regardless of yeah. how skill wise they may be at it, but like, at least give them the offer to say no. Like, it's better like invite teams and have yeah. them like say no, do it later. 
and, or, can't. and or if they can't come like versus like not giving them the chance to come out at all it's like guys <clears throat> like we're all from the north like why are you excluding yeah. like the whole like half the region to not come out? yeah and i mean i kind of talked to paul about this um on our drive back to our airbnb on friday or on saturday like it was like he, he was really glad that like he that like this is kind of like giving nc like newer ncda players like younger guys to like broaden their horizons and know that there's more mm-hmm. kinds of dodgeball out there like there's not just pinch there's not just the ncda style if you want to continue playing mm-hmm. like look yeah. for other styles and like look for open because i mean like i like some of those newbies that were on dynasty like they saw me throw an open ball and they're like why is he pinching and everyone's like he's (laughs) not pinching (laughs) he just throws that ball really hard how do you guys feel about the the court size on or well playing pinch versus pinch on like a premier court uh i personally yeah love it (laughs) Cause it's like it gives you like one. I love I love one point of yeah. contact no matter what like size court it is. Like if we played pinch on a premier court, one point of contact, I love that. But like playing on that bigger court, it like I still do stupid things and like get hit point blank. But like it gives you like the, like even though it doesn't give you like it only gives you another like five to seven feet, it makes you like mentally feel <laughs> like you're safer. Yeah. <laughs> So mentally, you're like, this isn't gonna hurt as bad, and then you get hit and it hurts, and you're like, eh. It, but it wasn't as bad if I was yeah. as if I was closer. Imagine. And you like, you make up bullshit in your head to make yourself yeah. not care anymore. I, 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 okay. I no, I agree. I, I think, you know, I, I'm a, I bleed pinch, so I'll, I'll, I love it whenever I can get it, but I do like it on the bigger court because it's, I think it's more of a level playing field. Where, you know, even the guys that mm-hmm. do throw it 100 miles an hour, even though that's an exaggeration, it, it, it you do have a little bit more time to track mm-hmm. it and get out of the way then. Mm-hmm. And I think I was talking to Marshall about it again. And being on the bigger court size, he is, you know, he, he played NCDA and he plays on the West Coast now where nobody really plays pinch. And he said, this, this could be a good way to get pinch into or extend the life of pinch within the league. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I'd say I agree. But I would say like in terms of like the sizing of it, like the only downside I would say is making the court bigger is it gets a lot less accurate because not everybody's accurate in pinch. Like I know I'm like kind of hit and miss. If I'm feeling it, I'm going to be very accurate up to the point where I just don't start hitting again. Then I'm like very off. Um, so like, I would say like if you don't practice mm-hmm. pinch regularly or if you're not like, uh, the most accurate throwing in general, and you're just focusing on power, like you're not going to be hitting your target. So people are, the games are going to last a little bit longer. So that's the only like, I would say argument against it because like when you're playing in premier, it's or in like not if premier had it, but like if you're playing in open or elite, the courts are a lot smaller. So you're a lot more accurate because it's a lot harder to miss something that's a lot closer to you. Yeah. It's, it's more fish in a barrel. Exactly. So as much as I hate mm-hmm. that, yeah, I Especially do like the fact that the games were a little bit quicker because, like, one blocking was a lot harder. Two, getting out of the way was a lot harder. Three, it was just like at this point, like you either do or die. Like, it, that's really the whole point of the game. That was a little bit bigger. You get a little bit more options. You have more strategy in terms of how you're going to survive, how you're going to play. Um, so it's just little bits of difference. Like I noticed, yeah. like with the bigger <clears throat> cards, it was a lot easier for me to survive. Like even if I don't, I realized I don't even use these soft boundaries when it was. Easy like necessary like whenever i play middle i would just like stick one foot in and just slide out but no one ever threw me whenever i did that and then when as soon as i'm by myself i realized i don't even use the soft boundaries um yeah. whenever i'm by myself i was just like all right so there's really no points but i mean that's a whole different argument but like the bigger courts is like it's a lot easier to survive mm. when you got all that time so games are a little bit slower because of it because you knew you were kind of safer because you didn't have to try as yeah. hard to stay alive I mean, I guess to, uh, the the soft boundaries like if you hadn't pl- like if you ha- aren't used to like playing it in multiple mm-hmm. like different tournaments and whatnot, like you wouldn't like maybe you just wouldn't know how to utilize it. Like, cause you'll see a lot of like NCDA players don't like put one foot back yeah. and grab a catch or like sit like one like two feet out of bounds and like it kind of gives yeah. you that extra cushion. Like and like I mean, I I I finally remembered <laughs> how to do it. <laughs> at this tournament granted it was in my last game <laughs> but like dynasty got all all the balls on me and i was like well looks like i'm just gonna try and 
dodge eight, <laughs> catch one, and I just like put one foot down. I I literally closed my eyes and just kind of went like this. And I caught a ball, didn't get hit, but I got called out because after I caught the ball, I like leaned back and my heel just went up. <laughs> I was like, wait, my heel went up? And he's like, yeah, like, all right. <laughs> and like Dylan was like, he didn't get hit. <laughs> and the guy's like, no, his heel went up. Yeah, I was like, that, I think I think I saw I think I saw that. I think that's what happened. Yeah. I was like, dang man, you had everything right. You just lifted your foot. So it's I mean, it happens. Like, and that's like kind of like the thing. It's like, you know. Like, I mean, and I know that, like, Premier's trying to, like, standardize the rule sets around all t- types of ball and play, which, I mean, I still think it's better because you're, like, not all sports have a standard rule set. Like, there's there's beach volleyball. There's, you know, court, like, like, on the court volleyball. Like, there's beach handball. Like, and all of them have different rule sets mm-hmm. and different court styles and, like, even, like, different team sizes. So, like, I think standardizing to one set, like, of particular, like, rules and regulations, like, it's good for like, you know, trying to get it mainstream to a degree, but at the same time, maybe like keep breeding those other styles and keep them in, in the, in the mix. So that way once, Oh, Hey, we got, you know, seven inch foam and 8.5 inch open in, or like, in, or seven inch, no state, mm-hmm. like in the mainstream. Now we can introduce, try and get eight, five, like 8.5 rubber in, into the mainstream or now, and now we can get, you know, yeah. pinch into the mainstream. And use these rules because those versions of the game are extremely exciting because like and nostalgic for a lot of people because you see that red rubber ball cut going at someone or like it's just, like whereas I understand like the concussion protocol and trying to make the game safer as well but like there's no way to make it a hundred percent safe for everyone just yeah. like in every sport. So we might as well breed everything and try to make everything successful rather than trying to wean out these types that are still extremely popular. Yeah, then you get, you know, people that find what they like and they stick with it and they promote it. And mm-hmm. and if if they're a true dodgeball fanatic, you know, then they play everything and they just try to promote it all. So yeah. I, I, I see what they're trying to do where it it makes it easier for refs to go from one play style to another and and yeah. I, I understand that but it, if it's going to get to the point where you know all of these are going to be all over be standardized and well and not standardized but like yeah, in the mainstream and the different play sports. styles like then you're going to have refs that know what they're looking at and not just you pull somebody out of the stands just hey yeah. watch and make sure nobody gets hit <laughs> yeah and like by no means are we trying to shit on Premier. Like we all play it, we all love it. Like, it's anybody. just like I don't <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> For the right price. Uh but uh I it's just like I'd rather play everything and I'd rather see everything succeed than I don't I mean, I'm not gonna accuse anyone of trying to wean certain things out, but like I just I think that we should mean like I think pinch? that I mean I think we should we should harbor everything and like nurture everything. <laughs> rather yeah. Rather than just be like, oh, these are like the biggest styles. Like, no, like let everyone play what they want. Like, we should make everything, try and make everything mm-hmm. successful at like at yeah. the same time. And so. I, Miles, I know we've had this conversation before, where where there's, I mean, there's a huge population of dodgeball players in the NCDA, and why are mm-hmm. we making that jump so difficult for them? Where why isn't there two different leagues that? the jump's a little bit easier for an NCDA player so that they continue and bring people with them to come into the league. And then once yeah. they're there, then you can start looking around and see what else there is yeah. instead of, nope, this is yeah. a hard line. You can either play it or don't. And you, you lose a lot of your talent that's upcoming. Yeah. 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 I definitely agree with that. Like, I know, like, I know from I mean, like the NCDA, like a lot of players just don't know about, the next step up and i think that's gonna be like another step that they're gonna have to figure out like how do you get like let's say there's a thousand players in cda graduating like how do you get those thousand players to come into premiere or come into whatever other tournaments there are because a lot of them don't know or like mm-hmm. or they're just too spread out to like you know they're in like nebraska or something there's no dodgeball out there like what are they gonna do out there so like i think a lot of it's just like educating them getting them like you say integrated into premiere but also like 
figuring out what that next step is for them. Like maybe some of them can't do the jump from premiere. Some can't and having some option for them if they don't want to make that immediate jump, because it is a commitment. And like, Mm -hmm. if you have a preferred style, you like playing, you really don't like playing or you don't really know if you're sure about investing into that next style and you haven't played it yet. It's kind of hard to kind of find someone that's like, eh, like, I like the way I played. I don't know if I want to commit to going across country to play this style of tournament that I've never played before. So it's, it is a big sell. And I could definitely see that as being a barrier for a lot of players. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what Premier was trying to do with its initial year, like having that one, like they were going to do instead of three rounds, four rounds, and that one round in each area was going to be foam cloth, that foam yeah. in the cloth tournament. Because that's that's the biggest jump, especially for the NCDA out this way, is like 99% of the NCDA players, especially new ones, have never played foam. And 100% of us have almost (laughs) never played cloth. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, that's a big jump. And, like, people aren't going to necessarily be okay with that. And, like, I mean, Elite did a lot, like, doing, like, initially it was all 8.5 open. And then the Midwest was like, hey, we want a pinch division. And we got it. Um, and then, like, they did, and then, like, because the other regions had, you know, a higher female population in the dodgeball community, they did co-ed and women's, which kind of sucks for our, our region. We, we would love to bring co-ed teams. We have some of the most talented mm-hmm. women, but we just don't have enough of them to make yep. multiple competitive teams, which I think is a real sad thing. And, like, I think that, like, sometimes, like, women coming into the sport, like, aren't nurtured yeah. well enough and like i think like I, i've seen like you know we've had Paige, cat uh rachel joyce who you know retired too early because she messed up her hand too much um we've had rebecca. uh I'm trying to, yep. we have rebecca and like sam and like we have all these talented women but like it's hard to make a cohesive unit of a team that is, and we have that new girl from uh, Grand Valley who played with them, or is she from Ohio? Yeah, I can't remember. She played. Yeah, on I think she was from Ohio. Who's? Yeah, extremely talented. Yeah. Extremely talented person. Like we just ha- don't have the right. Like we didn't have the right like way to bring them about, and like you know, everyone's gonna want to play with people they know rather than like okay, let's make a super co-ed team for like nationals where it's like all right, we have these four women and these four guys, and we make a team, and we you know have even rotations. And like you're gonna to have to play with somebody you don't like, but we're trying to make a really competitive team. Um rather than everyone try we just like I'd rather much have everyone like have their own women that, well, their own, you know, selection of players. Sorry. They're not um, property and, Devin. Uh, <laughs> sorry. Everyone have like enough female friends or anyone to um to like add and make multiple teams like we'd much rather have that but it's hard especially i mean and i understand especially ncda pinch style like you're not going to get as many but when you do that's an like you get that per that person that's willing to play like that you get an extremely talented person if they're Mm -hmm. willing to stick around and i think some um it could be some schools or some like you know areas just don't develop that properly and they just kind of like breed a you know uh, like a play style where and it do, it underutilizes mm. these players. So, I mean, I understand like that those things happen. So it's just like, I, we, like we had elite with pinch and open and then they had, you know, their styles, but I think we can do more to nurture yeah. more players. And I think it's going to get to a point where, and we've talked about this a few times where USA dodgeball mm. is going to be more of a, an overseer. And I know that's what they're trying to do yeah, with Premier is per, trying to make Premier kind of its own entity. And I think there's going to be like, I don't know, th- does this series even have a name to it? Yeah. The one we're doing? It's just no. dodgeball. No idea. It's in the works. It's it's TBD yeah. dodgeball. <laughs> I don't see why this can't be its own entity. And like, you know, these we have these tournaments going on while Premier is going on. And maybe you make three here four here and you make what you can make or do what you can do and mm-hmm. I, why does mm-hmm. that hurt the sport it's just more games more exposure and more more opportunity yeah. to get eyes on the sport yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, de- I definitely and but i think i mean hopefully like if this if this um tournament uh series continues on and like does its own like 
tour, I guess. Um, we could, you know, it should, we should do our best to, you know, maybe get like Shadid's, uh, like streaming service to come out and, you know, stream yeah. one of the courts or stream a couple yeah. of the courts all day and like just try and try and get it that exposure that like elite and USA had. Like, don't get me wrong, like they're still in the growing phases, but they still had more exposure. Whereas like, if, like this, the NCDA style has some and has its national tournaments, which is like, we just have to get that record, like get the recording, get the videos out there, mm-hmm. get streams out there and like, you know, live stream with, and try and just do more for it to make this specific entity grow. So that way, like more NCDA players are willing to come out and do it. And we get more like, just like nurture this one as well so that it can become something like premier under that, Mm-hmm. USA umbrella to make it make it a yeah. bigger yeah. entity. I think we need to get more uh, NCDA captains and figureheads on here, so that way mm-hmm. we can try to touch base with more of those people and point them in the right direction. Yeah, yeah. Just just get, get people charged, charge, get them talking, and let, and let up that up figure it out. out after that, to say, that's, that's not our job. job. Our job, <laughs> is yeah, spread the information and figure it out. Our job is to call them exactly. out for not doing it. We're here doing something, and all of you people aren't. Yeah, <laughs> together and make shit yeah. happen. We're talking about it. All right, guys, you guys got anything else you want to bring up? Nope, I'm good. All right, I need to get to bed, so let's wrap this thing up. Uh, Devin, appreciate you coming on, man. Always a pleasure. Of yeah, course, anytime. for sure. We will have you on again. I I hope that uh, Toledo is just as fun and a little bit more smooth, and. Uh, Hopefully it'll be more yelling at Tony for stuff that wasn't his fault, but yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is Tony Tony time. Time. Hopefully, uh, hopefully one of the, one of the, uh, one of the recommendations that was in the captain's meeting will be taken to heart. Um, that was towards the end of the captain's meeting that I'm not going to like say, pin, but the people, if they're listening, they'll know exactly <laughs> like what it first. was. <laughs> well, that, and, uh, there was a specific, a specific, uh, we'll call it a, an honorable mention to the end of the captain's meeting that was to prevent uh, tensions Ooh. from rising. <laughs> okay, nice. Alright, w- w- we're going to sign off here and then we're going to have to get the scoop on that. But <laughs> no Thanks again, man. Everybody out there, thank you for listening. Make sure to check out our social media, follow us, get the notifications from the podcast. And uh, That's all I got, man. I'm good if you're good. I'm good, I'm good man. Alright, we're out. Peace, Peace out, guys. guys. Later.